Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So this is a bit of a different episode than what we normally record. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this because I feel like a few months ago... Someone posted in our Facebook group that she was feeling down about herself as a person, as a designer, because her path um, in her career was different from, like, the traditional path that designers take. And I'm not going to say any more details about that post or her name or anything because I don't want to put her on blast, especially if she's listening to this like, oh, crap. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to talk about this and kind of give you guys a bit of a pep talk because I know that I have felt that same self-doubt from time to time in my business. Um, I know that it also doesn't always stem from one specific thing. So it's not always just, oh, my career path has been different for, from this person's or from everyone else. Sometimes it's a lot of other things that can cause you to second guess your work. So today, like I said, we're doing something a little bit different and we're going to give you a little bit of a pep talk and just some tips on how you can overcome that self-doubt when it starts creeping in. I'm excited for this one. I'm not really like the pep talk type. So you might get more from Corey out of this one than me, but I am excited that you're like bringing to the forefront that literally everybody feels this way. Whether it's like you haven't booked a new client in a while or you're focusing on how your path is different or things just aren't going right and you're feeling down for one reason or another, we're hoping we can pick you back up a little bit. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about this and um, I don't have in my notes like sharing any of my own personal experiences with anything Um, but I have had a lot of self-doubt, a lot of crappy clients, a lot of, um, thoughts, uh, if, can I do this? How much longer can I do this? Oh my gosh, if I have to get a job, where am I going to get, you know, where am I going to look for a job? That sort of thing. So, um, not only have I experienced that, but I think a lot more business owners in general also have that same thought, I can't find clients, so what am I going to do to pay my bills? You know, I had a client who absolutely hated my guts and they canceled their project. How do I handle this and overcome all the stuff that's kind of bubbling up? And this also, this episode kind of also stems from, I know so many people are talking about mindset right now online. And, um... It's all, it's all easy to say, okay, I'm going to change my mindset. I'm going to be a positive thinker now. I'm not going to worry about all these things. And then at the end of the day, you're like back where you normally are. You know what I mean? So this is why, those are all the reasons <laughs> why this is um, kind of really important for me to share this. 
not only that, but I'll also throw in there that for like a year or something I've had in my social media bios and my website about page that I'm a natural born encourager. So I feel like this is like coming from deep down in my soul. She is. It's true too. If you're having a crappy day, you need a Corey. That's what you need. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I feel like everyone is going to have me in their back pocket now with this episode. So, um, so I wanted to kind of start off by talking about the fact that everybody has these days, right? So you have a bad feedback day or you're not feeling very creative one day. Maybe it expands to a whole entire week. Hopefully you're lucky and it doesn't expand to a month or more than that. But um, going back to that Facebook post specifically, your path as a designer or becoming a designer might be totally different from everyone else's and that is more than okay because I really want you if you're feeling this way or this is something that you relate to to think about how boring and the same all of our businesses and us as designers and people in general would be if we all had the same path if we all had the same story so if you and I experienced the same exact life, that would be so boring. We would never have, like, eventually we would run out of things to tell each other. We would not feel like we want to talk anymore because we'd be doing the same exact thing. That's so bleh. Um, a thousand times over, I feel like I would rather my story be different and my path be different because... Not only does it really shape the reason I became a designer, but it also plays a role into who I enjoy working with and how I communicate with clients and what I bring to the table as a designer and a person and a business owner. So I think it is so important, even if you do feel like your path is rocky, to just embrace that. And I'm curious, I, I know you said you're not like the pep talk person, but you didn't, like our, our paths are very different. I started my business while I was in college. You started your business after, like while you had a nine to five. So what is your perspective of somebody like feeling crappy about their path to becoming a business owner in general? I think that, like, to me, it just seems like it shouldn't be, like, it should be, like, a, a non-issue, a thing that doesn't happen. I just feel like your path to getting where you are, like, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is what you're doing with your business right now. I don't care if you have some fancy degree in design or if you've just always had an eye for design and have been drawn to it and decide to take it to the next level. Like, people have different, different ways of bringing you know whatever they are good at to life some people they wanted and needed school for that some people don't and I just don't think it matters and like I just feel like feel like that with with all aspects of what someone's journey might have looked like it doesn't matter what matters is what you're doing with it right now and how you are learning from the journey that you did go on yeah, and I think that kind of relates to the the traditional path of a designer is most, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but most, air quotes, designers will graduate college and go work at an agency mm -hmm. or, and that's, they stay at the agency. And a lot, I think traditionally, like in the past, like not in the past couple of years, but in the past with designers, the ultimate goal would be to own your own agency. 
And now with our generation and that sort of thing, I feel like people are wanting to have their own business. So a lot of people and even some of our guests have that experience of graduating and working at an agency. And then a lot of other people don't. Mm -hmm. Um, We just had Abby on one of our previous episodes and she talked about how she basically was forced into running her own business. And I made that decision to just kind of jump into it too. And those, like, I feel like if you're trying to work for, air quotes, the man, then those kind of details matter of where did you work before and how did you get to this point. But our clients aren't looking at our resume before hiring us. They legitimately don't, they don't know whether or not you did. So I think that's a that's a good point that it's it's a non-issue because unless you're like advertising your LinkedIn profile on your website, nobody <laughs> is going to even know whether or not you had that traditional path. Yeah. Yeah, and even people who do go to school for it, like there's still going to be a learning curve when they decide to go out on their own. Yeah. And almost every single person I've talked to who's gone and gotten some formal design education has turned around and said, I didn't learn Jack S-H-I-T about working with clients. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn. And that's my experience. I didn't learn anything about working with clients. I didn't know anything about the the branding process that I was taking my clients through last year. I didn't learn any of that at school. The only thing I learned how to do was create 50 million sketches, and to this day, I still hate every professor. I don't hate, that's a dramatic word, but I still strongly dislike every professor who kept me in my sketchbook that long (laughs) in school. So that's, I mean, really. Um, But kind of going beyond that, something else I wanted to talk about, because a really close friend of ours has had a crappy client situation. And... We have had crappy client situations. Um, And I know this is another thing that can really come up and make people feel bad about themselves as designers and business people. Um, And I just wanted to say about this, this is in no way, shape or form, makes you a bad designer, a bad business owner, or a bad person. Like if something goes completely wrong and you have to start from scratch or cancel the project or whatever, there is a lot that can factor into that and cause issues with a client. Honestly, sometimes it's our fault and sometimes the client miscommunicated what they wanted. So, um, Maybe there's something in your process you can improve with the next client. Or maybe you know, since your client miscommunicated, you know a couple other questions that you can ask them like in their branding questionnaire, in your intake form, or on a discovery call. Um, Whatever it is, even if you realize that you have a bad client or a bad project or whatever, when it's too late, you have two choices and neither of them or sit on your couch or in your bed and cry over how bad of a designer you are because I guarantee you probably are not a bad designer. Um, I want people to either um, think about how they can cancel the project if it's crappy because sometimes that's what you have to do or you can own up to your mistakes or the miscommunication and just get the work done and wash your hands of it. And that's, I feel like, I feel like on this 
like pep talk, I am very like matter of fact. That's all you can do. I don't think it comes down to you being a bad designer or a bad business owner. What do you think? I just think there's too much, there's too much like possibility for a human, I guess, error, you could say, in the process of working with a client for you to try to blame <clears throat> something specific about yourself. Um, you know, whether that is the client communicating poorly or something they ask for just not translating well or you not being able to read their mind or something like that. There's just so many things that goes into communicating with clients and getting that right <clears throat> in a brand or website or whatever it is. Like if a project does not go right every once in a while, I think that's pretty normal. Um, you know, I'm thinking back to a really the worst client situation I've had. Um, and if I would have like let myself stay down in the terrible place I was in when I was working with her, like I would have missed out on a whole heck of a lot of good stuff. Uh, that was, when was, I was at your house when I broke up with her. Was that like mm -hmm. three, three and a half years ago, probably? Um, mm -hmm. Man, so there's, there would be so many opportunities I missed if I let that situation keep me down and I didn't learn from it and keep going. And that's exactly what you need to do when you are in that situation. Figure out how you can fix it, whether it's owning up to something you did wrong, putting a little extra work in just to make the client happy, even if you didn't plan on it. Or if, you, if it comes down and you have to cancel it, that's the best route, do it. Like, you just got to make the right decision and move on from it and learn from it. And I feel like the learning from it is the most important part of that, especially with this specific point about, you know, working with clients. There's always something you can learn from a client situation that did not go well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I can think back to the worst client project I had and it's one that I've talked about a lot on the podcast where the the one client knock on would substitute or no that that is actually would I don't know why I said substitute and I'm gonna leave that in for everyone um the the one client who threatened to sue me and take me to court and I remember and I was telling our friend this the other day I remember, or a couple weeks ago, I remember sitting on the couch and thinking, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking this risk. I could lose everything. I don't know what that would even mean to go to court. Where do I even find a lawyer to be able to go to court to defend myself? I remember telling my husband the, that it wasn't fun. Like, going through that... I was like, this is, this is so scary and frustrating, especially when you know you are the one in the right. Um, and I don't know how many details of that project I've shared, but PayPal agreed with me that I was in the right. So um, I'm pretty sure a, a lawyer or a judge would have too. But anyway, um, just that I remember just being so like, no, I, I can't. I don't want to do this anymore. And aside from the fact that um, my husband lovingly said, well, you got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also had to think about the, the projects that you've really enjoyed. You know what I mean? And how you can... Uh, everyone has bad clients and they're not all they're not all going to be bad and usually what happens is you're going to have a bad client and then within a couple clients after that you're going to have one of your best clients ever. I feel like that's 
I feel like that's what's what it is. And going back to what you said too, that if I would have actually quit doing design then, we wouldn't have created a business together. We would not have this podcast together. I have no clue what kind of job I would have taken on. Um, life in general would have been so much, so much different had I kind of thrown in the towel there. But something else that I think is really helpful, especially to anyone who may be wallowing in it, because that's, I think for a minute you just have to be like, ugh, life sucks right now. To anyone who may be feeling like that, something I told our good friend was, right now it's going to suck. And it's going to be really hard to not take all the all that that just happened and take it personally. But you're going to work with another client. And then you're going to work with another client. And then a year from now, you're still going to be working with clients. And the more removed you get from the project the more you can look back on it and laugh to some to, at, at some point and you cannot take it personally because I think that's I don't know if you feel like that about your project but I can look back and say wow that was so ridiculous mm-hmm. that client was I feel like she was crazy and I it doesn't bother me anymore to even talk about it um so just give yourself the time even if just like anything else in life to learn and heal from it, I guess. Yep. Something else that I kind of wanted to dive in here about is slow periods. Because I have had this so, like, I feel like I generally had it like once a year in my design business. And that, for me, is when I really got, like, very self-conscious about myself as a designer and myself as a business owner. And this is another one of those things that everyone has it and not everyone is telling you when things are slow. Um, In fact, I remember it was maybe two years ago I posted in a different designer's Facebook group, not ours. Um, and I was like, you know, things are slow. What? Please, someone else tell me you experience this too. And it was like some some people I never would have thought would have agreed with me were like, yep, I experience that every single year. It's this generally this time of year um, is that way. And so that's something else that I think people get really bogged down in and when you're in it it's hard to see that it's not gonna last forever and ever (laughs) um and I know you have I think we've talked about it on the podcast where you've had kind of the ebb and flow of clients too yeah it's like it's like constant if you look at my website some days it's gonna say I'm booked for six months if you look at a different day I can take your project yesterday like it's (laughs) it's so obnoxious and like I really do hope that people look at that and let it let it make you feel better about yourself because even those of us who have been doing it for years and have found success and are have taken all the big marketing courses and all that stuff and have systems in place for it it happens um like um the beginning of the year i was booked for six months then i had nothing now i'm booked for six months again i'm guessing when january rolls around i'll have nothing for a little bit like it's fine (laughs) you know um and it really did freak me out at first it would be where am i going to go for a job how long can i do this how big is this savings account here um 
And by the time you figure out a plan, you don't really need it anymore. So I guess that's a good thing about it. And, you know, after it happens a couple of times, it does become easier. Now I get excited. I'm like, ooh, I know exactly what I'm going to work on during this quiet I'm going to create a new business. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. But yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> but like, you can use that time for good when it happens after you kind of get used to the fact that it will happen and that it's normal. Um, it can be an okay thing. Yeah, and I think when you realize it's happening, one thing that I started to do is I would go back in my bookkeeping and I would look at, you know, a couple years past and be like, is this normal or am I, like, not marketing myself enough? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the cost for this? And generally I could see, okay, yep, things started getting a little slower around this time of year and around this time of year. And so knowing that you can not only prepare financially because you can, um, if it's coming up, you can be like, okay, maybe I'm not going to go to Target every single week this month (laughs) and drop who knows how much money. Um, But you can also work on setting up a plan for marketing your services or, you know, maybe do some kind of pop-up sale or pop up brand new service that you try out for that time. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot that you can do to prepare for it if you know it's coming. And if you're in the middle of it and you're like, oh, I don't have any work right now, you can promote your services. Um, Give that a try. Get, uh, <laughs> yeah, get on social media and tell people that you are currently booking projects and don't feel any bit of shame in that because one of my um, favorite designers that I follow on Instagram recently posted that they were booked out and they're not booked out that far. Like they are not booked out four or five months. So don't feel shame in, and she's she has a rel- relatively big following on social media. So don't feel shame if you jump on and say, hey, I have an opening. Because, I mean, there could be any number of reasons why you have an opening. Yeah, and I don't think people even question it. If I see a designer, I follow mm-hmm. lots of designers. If I see someone say, hey, I have an opening, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, she doesn't have any clients. I'm going like, okay, she has an opening, cool. Next, like... Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like that's something where you, even though you said you're not good at pep talks, that's something where you have helped me is I always feel like people are looking at our businesses and judging the heck out of us. And that's not true. Like people, people do not care about our businesses as much as we think they do. (laughs) Sometimes it would be nice. Sometimes it'd be terrible, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, something else is you can work on your own website. Hello. I feel like I see designers constantly say they can't remember the last time they updated their portfolio. They need a new website design. They need to update their branding. They need new headshots. They need to update their copy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you're bored. (laughs) I wish you could see your face. (laughs) I wish you could see my face. Now is the time if you are listening to this or maybe if it comes up and you're like, I have nothing to do, you know, for the next two weeks. That's a really great time to at least update your portfolio. At the very least, I'm not telling you to go redesign every single thing and work with other people to update your whole entire website and business, etc. But at the very least, you can put new projects up so you can be promoting your services and people can see, you know, that amazing work that you do. 
Something else that's really great is you're a designer. You can create a, a personal project out of nothing. I did this in school. I mean, obviously all of the projects typically um, that you work on in school are fake. <laughs> um, but you can do this as well. And one of my favorite designers actually did this a couple years ago. She pulled out this business that was local to where she lived and... Just for the heck of it, she rebranded them. She created, you know, designs for packaging and that sort of thing. And no, I don't think, I'm pretty sure she did not go pitch that to them and say, hey, do you want to buy this from me now? She just used it as a really great way to expand her skill set because that's a great way to work on something that maybe you are not totally comfortable with and also have something to post on social media and mm -hmm. have a new project to put in your portfolio to show that, yes, you are working and it doesn't matter to people whether it's a personal project or not. Like we said earlier, people don't care as much as we think they do. They're not going to ask you anything about the client. Um, so I actually did this, was it last year or a couple years ago? I worked on a Squarespace site as a part of a course and a personal project and that was so much fun. So there's lots of things that you can, you can do when things get slow. And we actually have a whole episode where we've talked about this. So I'll make sure that um, we link that in the show notes so you can get some added ideas. To kind of wrap us up here, because this episode is getting very long, um, I wanted to talk about how you can overcome self-doubt. So if you're in a crappy place, maybe you had a... Um, a bad client, work is slow, you're second guessing yourself as a designer, whatever. Um, how can you get out of that space and get back to a more positive mindset? The first thing, and this is also your action step um, for this episode, is to create a happy client folder in your email or on your desktop or wherever. And anytime you get good feedback from a client, no matter what it's for, take a screenshot or star the email or whatever and save it to that folder. That way, when you are feeling down and you think everyone in the world hates you, you can open that up and see how, like, how happy your clients have been to work with you. That always feels so good to go back and just be able to read about people saying, oh my gosh, I love this so much, or, you know, a testimonial about how you helped someone change their business and, you know, make more money themselves. Um, I am giving you guys this action step and this tip. I don't personally have one of these anymore, but I'm curious, do you? I do. Um, I have a kind words folder in Gmail. Um, I, for like my summit, for example, I take screenshots of kind words and put it in a folder. And I have, I maybe have a little too much of this. And then I have like a client love page <laughs> on my website, which yes, it's for people who think or are thinking about working with me, but it's also for me too. If I need to be like, people still like me, right? Mm -hmm. I have all kinds of places to go. And I don't, I think I maybe use them uh, like purposely been like, uh, my life sucks. I need, I need something and like gone to use it one time. But that one time I needed to be reminded that some people do like me and that like things aren't <laughs> terrible. So I am glad that I, I have saved those things. So it's nice to get a reminder. Yeah, I think it's really important to do that, especially even if 
you know, even if you don't think you will use it or you don't use it regularly, it's still nice to have it there. So when you're in a really bad, sulky mood, you're not like, well, I would have to go search for it and I'm not going to go search <laughs> in my emails for it. Wah. <laughs> so you, it's already there and created for you. Okay. Um, another good tip, and this is something that I generally like to do, is to take a break from work. Um, so go for a walk or maybe you take some time off from client projects and you put a personal project in your schedule for a little bit. Um, maybe you take a weekend off or a whole entire week. I know people listening to this are like having heart palpitations <laughs> thinking about taking time off from their business. But if you are, you know, maybe I can see, maybe if you're working on a project and you're like, I'm a terrible designer. I can't come up with anything good. I hate everything I've done so far. Take a break. Like, go watch an episode of your favorite TV show. Eat a bowl of ice cream. Go for a walk. Do Go look at your happy client folder. Whatever it is. But get away from what you're working on. Um, because it's going to help you kind of recharge those creative juices. And that way, when you come back to it, you will feel so much better, whether it's one specific design or back to clients or whatever. Yeah, some a benefit I see from this, like even if I just don't work for a, literally a weekend, like I take a normal amount of days off, the thing it does for me is put things in perspective. Like if I'm, mm -hmm. like for example, something that a lot of times overwhelms me on a Friday is all the retainer work I have and can't get caught up on. Over the weekend, I realized that I, I have retainer clients listening. I love you guys. But I realized like <laughs> that doesn't really matter. Like this time yeah. I'm spending with my daughter, the things I'm doing with my husband, my family, that, that's what matters. These other things, they're fine, you know. Um, and whatever that looks like for you in a certain situation, just a little bit of time away can help you just remember what matters and put everything into perspective a little bit. Not only that, but this is what I thought you were going to say, is when you take time away, especially when you're taking time off, you come back to it so much more excited. Yeah. Like, not only so much more creative, but, like, you're actually excited to get back, back into it. Um, so I think that's another really good reason people should take the weekend off because it's so easy to get caught up in that constant work and then that leads to burnout you're not excited about what you do anymore but having that time away to do literally anything or nothing <laughs> i mean whatever it is it it's going to make you feel so much more excited to open your inbox do people feel excited about opening no, their inbox again. <laughs> <laughs> or or open illustrator or whatever it is you're going to feel a lot better about it and then my last tip for you to kind of overcome self-doubt is to connect with other people. And I'm quietly clapping my hands, but if I were putting this on social media, I would have a hand clapping emoji every other word because it is so important to connect with other people. Working at home is so isolating. Wow. Especially if you are a stay-at-home mom too. I'm sure you probably feel this some days where it's like, Am I talking to another human being other than my child or my spouse? Am I doing that every day? Have I talked to another human being this week? Like, it is so dang isolating to be at home and work from home and not connect with other people. Especially if you're not going out of your way to connect with other people on social media. So, 
speaking of, everyone shares good stuff on social media, but no one is sharing when things are not going according to plan. No one is telling you that they also have a slow month in their business. No one is telling you they just had a crappy client they had to fire or who fired them. So this is part of the reason I think it's so, so, so beneficial to connect with other business owners because you are going to realize that you're not alone. You're not the only one who experiences self-doubt or slow periods or whatever. And it's not only going to make you feel good to have your you know, your really close business friends, your biz besties, as people like to call it, and I'm rolling my eyes, um, for everyone except you who can't see that. Um, But it really is good to have those people so you can have those relationships. And like I said, no, you're not alone. So that is pretty much it for this episode. Like I said at the beginning, I know that this is very, very different from what we normally talk about. But I think it can be very beneficial. And I hope that if you guys who are listening to this ever experience, you know, self-doubt and need a pep talk, that you will come back to it. Um, Like I said, the only action step I have for you is just to create a happy client folder so you can go back to it regardless of when you need it. And yeah, let us know what you thought of this. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.